Today on the Mountain Bikes Park podcast, I'm talking to Ruth from Trail 42. They are a mountain bike kit company releasing a range of new equipment this year, and also chat to her about her local trails. So let's get started. Welcome back, and thanks for joining me on another podcast. Today, I've got a few different things for you. Uh, first off, uh, I want to chat to you a little bit about a couple of updates on the website, a couple of resources I've got available for you if you're interested. Uh, and we're going to go on after that to an interview I did last week with Ruth from Trail42. Now, Trail42 is an interesting company because they're um, they're producing new kit, uh, mostly clothes. Uh, so they've got hoodies and t-shirts at the moment and they're expanding the range soon, hopefully. But they're creating them from a, an ethical standpoint. So they're creating them out of sustainable materials such as bamboo. I actually reviewed one of their t-shirts on the website a while back and you can find that if you just go on to mountainbikespark.com and search for Trail 42. Uh, You'll see the t-shirt that I got from them uh, and what I think of it, but I really liked it. Anyway, we'll have a chat to Ruth about the company and what they're up to, what they're going to be coming out with soon. Um, And we're also going to chat about uh, her local trail. So I was interested to hear about what they ride down there. I've not really been down to uh, Bristol much. Uh, so I don't really know the area. So if you're in that type of area, southwest of England, uh, close to Wales, then you might be interested in hearing uh, the good stuff around her. So first of all, though, I just want to give a quick shout out to uh, uh, some feedback that I got last week, which is really good. Always great to get feedback. If you want to give me some feedback, you can pop up a comment on the podcast uh, page or email me at colin at mountainbikespark.com. But uh, it was Mark Saunders that got back to me with uh, just a quick comment. I'll just read out quick. Uh, just a message to say hello. Thanks for the podcast, which is how I found your website. Keep up the good work. There aren't enough mountain bike podcasts out there. Uh, as for a request, I'm looking at full sus bikes at the moment. Can you recommend a decent one for a budget of around £1,500? So thanks for getting back to me, Mark. Always great to hear that people are listening, obviously, and enjoying the content. So I uh, really appreciate you getting in touch. Your question there... That is something I'm definitely going to cover in future. There's people always, I mean, one of the most common questions I get on the website is around uh, the best bikes in certain budgets, certain types, that type of stuff. Um, So I'm going to do a few podcasts on that type of thing in uh, in the future. Um, So you're looking for a budget one there. So £1,500 for a full sus. So I can cover a podcast for bikes around that area or that budget in future. But uh, this is what brought me on to uh, possibly updating you on the guide that I have on the website because uh, I have um, created over the last couple of years a guide which I'm calling the What Mountain Bike Guide because it's aimed at helping you find out what mountain bike is suitable for you. So it's easily the most common stuff that I'm asked on the website. It's things like, um, I'm, I'm brand new into mountain biking. What type of bike should I get for riding this type of trail, that type of trail? Or I've been riding for a couple of years. Uh, I'm looking to upgrade the uh, beginner 500 quid ride that I had. What should I buy now? What should I upgrade? Or should I buy a new bike or should I just get some new parts for the old bike? So I wrote the guide aimed at those two areas. So beginners that are brand new to biking, try to figure out what type of riding they want to do and what type of bike suits that. And that goes right up to uh, people who've been riding for years and actually just want to look at upgrading. So what bit, what are the best bits to upgrading your bike? So if you've, if you've always just bought brand new bikes um, and just bought more expensive bikes, it might be that you've got to the stage where you've got a really good frame and actually uh, the best thing you can do is spend a bit of money on some really good wheels. 
uh, or you might want to get a really good set of um, brakes or that type of stuff. So the guide talks about the types of things that are worth upgrading, what are worth spending your money on, what the best things are that you can throw your money into um, and what order to do them in as well. There's also, I find that one of the most complicated things with mountain biking is the brands um, and the different types. So you've got things like um, the, the most common drivetrain companies are probably Shimano and SRAM. So you've got um, both of those brands, uh, but they also have their range of stuff. So even if you're just looking for, say, a, a rear mech, so a rear derailleur for your bike, you want to upgrade. You've got a Dior on there just now. Uh, so even just knowing the fact that Dior is the kind of the bottom of their range. So that's where you start with. It's still a good quality bit of kit, but it's um, it's reasonably good value. Um, it's the, the least reliable, you know, the least light of them. So what, what do you move up to next? Then you go on to, you know, XT. So that's the next one up in the Shimano range. And then you can go up to XTR, which is the top of the range. So it's knowing those uh, acronyms uh, and knowing the progression through um, those parts that's important. That's what I'm looking to cover in my uh, What Mountain Bike Guide. Um, there's even things like uh, knowing that, you know, XT is, say, around £30, £40 for a derailleur. Uh, it changes all the time. It could be could be more or less at the moment. But around that for a derailleur. And an XTR goes up to about 100 odd quid. So they are a lot more expensive, tends to be. But I find that sometimes, in some cases, maybe not with derailers, but in some cases, the more expensive parts, you're paying for the lightness, really. You're paying for... Um, the sort of snappiness, the lightness, uh, and just how nice they feel to use. Not so much possibly the reliability or the longevity, because when you pay for a really expensive bit of biking kick, sometimes it's aimed at the racers, and the racers care about nothing more than light as possible and reliable as possible over a, sort of a short period. So that means that it might actually be that the more expensive one doesn't last as long as the less expensive one. So possibly an XTR component won't last as long as an XT component because uh, it's built for lightness. It's built for that speed that racers want. Um, now, that actually, that doesn't really probably count with the mech because an XTR mech is going to last you for years. But it's just some of the parts are like that. So the guides aim to, to look at those kind of little um, intricacies of upgrading your bike. Um, but there's a lot of stuff in there for you if you want to have a look at the guide. Um, you can go and have a look at it at mountainbikespart.com forward slash guide. Or if you just navigate to the site, you'll see a link to the guide at the very top. And I've actually recently gone through and updated all the look of it. So it looks a lot nicer now. Uh, it's got good navigation in there so you can flick between all the sections. Uh, and I've actually released uh, a copy of it on Amazon as well. So if you were interested in reading through it on your Kindle um, offline, then you can get it on there. Currently, I've got it on as a kind of a review copy or a give me feedback copy. And I've got it as cheap as I possibly can, which is 99 cents in America or about 70p in the UK. And I'm running free promotions as much as I can just so that people can get it for free just to give me reviews. Let me know what you think, uh, what I can improve and what to get on there. Because that's really what I'm wanting right now is to improve this guide. It's to improve um, the advice I can offer to folk about how to buy a bike. Um, because as I said, that's easily the most um, common thing I'm asked on the website. 
So if you have a look through that guide, have a look at the sections I've finished already, the sections I've not quite completed yet, and let me know what you think. Tell me what questions you have when you're buying a bike, when you're upgrading a bike. Tell me the different categories of bikes you want me to look at. Give me as much feedback as you can and I'll create the best resource I can uh, to put on the website and help you when you're upgrading your bike or buying a new bike in future. So uh, yeah, so that's the guide. Please do pop over, have a look, let me know what you think. Okay, so uh, Mark, sorry that didn't actually answer your question, but you will find a couple of sections. I've got a Best Bikes under 500 and a Best Bikes under 1000 on the site right now, but I'll build it out to include a 1500 category too and a full sus kind of mid-range category, which will be the kind of around the uh, £1,500 mark. Um, But I will cover that on a proper podcast in the future. But thanks for getting back to me, Mark, and uh, that's great to hear from you. All right, so I think we should probably move on to the interview. So let's have a listen to the interview with Ruth. I've introduced it, so I won't keep you any longer. Uh, enjoy. Okay, so I'm talking to uh, Ruth from Trail42. Hi, Ruth. Hi. Uh, welcome to the podcast. Uh, thanks very much for having me on. Yeah, no problem at all. Uh, so uh, I've uh, we've had a bit of contact in the past. We've talked about some of your products and uh, you've been kind of developing over the last little while. So I thought it'd be great to have a chat with you on here. Uh, so do you want to tell us a little bit about what Trail 42 is first? So Trail 42 is a mountain bike clothing brand. Um, my husband and I, and more recently my daughter, absolutely love mountain biking. And we were working at how we could kind of spend more time being out on the trails and more time working together. So we set up Trail 42 um, in order to help us do that. Great. So it was actually just uh, an excuse to bunk off and not do any prep work? Probably, yeah. (laughs) So what do you actually do then? So we design our own clothes and then we've had them manufactured in fair uh, wear factories. Um, And then um, we've been then working with independent bike shops on our online shop to get them available for customers. Yeah. So, yeah, there's a kind of unique um, idea behind it, isn't it, or philosophy? Uh, do you want to tell us about that a bit? Yeah, we feel really strongly about, like, the mountain biking clothing is for mountain bikers, designed by mountain bikers, and we want to make sure that there's a kind of, everything we do has kind of ethical stance to it. So mm-hmm. trying to make sure we source everything as fair trade as we can, um, which has been more challenging than if we'd gone direct to China and had stuff made probably in mass production there and yes. um, our fabrics tend to be quite um natural materials uh-huh. um so that's what we've been working on yeah so the the top that i've got is a bamboo one uh so i'd never had a bamboo t-shirt before i have to say <laughs> how do you go about making a bamboo t-shirt so a bamboo t-shirt so the t-shirts we have are 30% cotton and 70% bamboo mm-hmm. and basically you can make material out of any um type of um, anything with celluloids in it. So you can actually have T-shirts made out of milk or oh, made yeah. out of uh, eucalyptus. Um, there's all sorts of fabrics. But um, bamboo is pretty good. It's kind of has similar qualities to merino. Uh, okay. um, but it's quite a bit softer, less itchy and kind of cooler in the summer. Yeah. Uh-huh. So it's got all the, has it got all the sort of benefits of, uh, you know, the standard sort of wicking stuff that we get uh, normal trail tops? Yeah, I think so. I mean, it's not as... Uh, as good as a synthetic top as far as that but it Mm -hmm. has other benefits in so much as it feels a lot nicer to wear yeah yeah it's a lot more comfortable than the standard kind of plastic acrylic feeling type tops i don't yeah quite like mine 
you you also try and do a little bit less in the way of um, sort of crazy styles as well, don't you? Is that right? <laughs> well, we just kind of want things to be kind of less full on branded and more kind of uh, just about the riding. Yeah, so that's what we've been trying to do. Yeah, yeah, yeah I quite like the fact that it's um, it's. It so almost feels like mountain biking stuff for uh, grown-ups as opposed to, yeah, <laughs> you know, the multi. I think it's people uh, probably a slightly older demographic than some of the stuffs marketed at. Yes, uh, yeah. <laughs> no, I I really like them actually. They're quite a good fit as well. I found um, like just there's a lot of biking stuff. I think is really baggy and uh, well, actually, I suppose you get the both ends of the extreme, don't you? You get the really tight biking stuff, and then you get. Uh, the other end which is just completely hanging off your baggy but yours the t-shirts that i've got from yours uh from you is really good actually it just fits really well so it doesn't get in between <laughs> yes exactly. and it also, like some downhillers do wear them as base layers underneath their armor okay. so they tend to size down and then wear them underneath their armor underneath their massively baggy stuff um but it's that kind of in between and you can wear it you know i, I wear mine sometimes just rambling about as well so. yeah 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 it just feels like normal t-shirt material really so you can just wear it aye, any day I wear climbing too. <laughs> <laughs> you've you've actually brought some out with designs on them as well, though, haven't you? Are you doing those designs yourself? So the designs, my husband does the designs. We've been linking up with a lot of trail building groups. Uh-huh. Um, so we're doing some specific trail-specific T-shirts. Um, so we've now we'll be launching, hopefully this week, the Yawal T-shirts for, um, for Avan in Wales. And we've linked up with um, the Avan Lodge and uh, the Bike Shed. Okay. And so they're available for sale in, in those locations as well as they'll be going online this week. Um, and basically the idea is 5% of, the set of those sales go back to local trail builders. So in that case, it goes back to Cognation, who look after the trails in Wales. Great. Um, and we also have similar arrangements with Bristol around the Nova Trail at Ashton Court. And um, we're building links with other people to kind of do similar stuff as well. And we also have the Forest of Dean, which is obviously the trails on our doorstep. Um, which are looked after by the Forest Dean um, trail builders. Great. So, yeah, definitely give them back into the local community then. Yeah, my husband went digging with them last weekend, so hopefully we try <laughs> to put a bit of blood, sweat and tears back as well. <laughs> yes, yeah, that's great stuff. Were you involved in that type of thing before you started the company? Yeah, yeah. yeah. What's your background of interest? Do you, either of you have experience in uh, making T-shirts? Uh, not particularly. My husband trained as a precision toolmaker uh, <laughs> and more recently retrained in graphic design. Um, so he's been doing design work for quite a number of years. Um, I'm a project manager, so I'm pretty much a glorified nagging organiser. So hopefully <laughs> our skills complement each other. Yeah. I've been able to turn that to uh, apply to this, really, trying to make sure that stuff gets out to people on time. Yes, yeah. So a bit of a change of direction into uh, baking kit then. Yeah. <laughs> we're a little massive learning curve yeah, yeah we're learning and we're improving hopefully all the time yeah uh, are, you, are you getting much traction with the clothes are you finding people are you, well are you, are you getting much feedback from them so i would say over the winter our pack flask sold really really well which is kind of a thermos which keeps your drink really hot mm-hmm. so particularly this winter was pretty grim as far as rain and cold goes, so it was pretty good to have a hot drink out on the trail. Mm-hmm. Um, and during the summer, we've had um, our tech teas are now selling really well. And obviously, we've more recently brought out the ones with the designs on, which are just standard organic cotton T-shirts. Um, and my husband's been designing those. We've built a screen printing workshop, so we've okay. got quite a lot of flexibility to be able to put designs onto the T-shirts now. Great. The I noticed the, the flask. It looked really interesting, actually. Just a little, um, quite a nice little package. 
uh, is it pretty good for keeping the stuff hot? Is it a proper thermos? I'm actually burning my tongue because <laughs> it kind of keeps it hot for about three to four hours. So you really? need to make sure it's the right temperature. I would say um, they they fit into a bottle cage. So if yeah. I'm commuting, I tend to put I put that in my bottle cage or. Um, you can just pop it in your flask. They're pretty good at not leaking. You can pretty much put them on the car seat and they'll be okay as well. Yeah. I know yeah. a number of friends are mountain bikers but also have day jobs. So yeah. they put them in their car or in their uh, truck when they're going about their business. Yes. Uh, great stuff. Yeah I, yeah, I was thinking about getting one myself. I might pop in when I'm uh, down in Bristol and uh, see if there's any available. So, yeah. <laughs> I think Rogues of the Soul have them in Bristol. <laughs> Um, so what's the future plans then product wise are you uh, you plan to bring out any other stuff or is it mainly just uh, the lines you're in just now so we are hoping that we can bring out some long sleeved um, technical tops um, but we're working very much on on doing some more bespoke stuff for some of the independent bike shops so we're working with uh, plush shell cycles in shropshire we're doing their um their, their shop t-shirts and as we can kind of generate more cash flow, then we can invest back into products. Mm-hmm. Our intention is basically to put everything at the moment back into product design and developing the new ranges. Yeah. Do you think you'll move into the other areas like shorts and jackets, that type of thing? Or sticking We'd really like to, but I think that's a little way cash flow wise off. Yeah. Yeah. Just starting easy. Yeah. Great stuff. Uh, so where can, uh, where can we find these? Just to let everybody know. So we've got quite a number of shops now. So as I say, we've got... Um, there's the two shops in Avon. Um, in Bristol, there's Pedal Progression and Roll for the Soul. Uh, in Brighton, there's Prestige Cycles um, and Southdown Bikes. So we've got a few kind of shops all over the place, really. Um, and Leamington Spa, there, um, up there, there's um, Shop 2. Yeah, great stuff. And your website as well, of course. Obviously. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's trail42.co.uk or is it .com? .co.uk. .co.uk, uh, great. Do you, well, other than that, I was interested just in your local area as well. So uh, I don't really know Bristol that well. My uh, my brother's moved down there recently, so I've been down a couple of times, but I don't really know it for biking at all. Um, where do you generally go cycling around there? So if you're going in Bristol, there's Ashton Court, which is um, the Nova Trail across the way is Lee Woods. Um, that has the year tears trail but there's also some um, other stuff kind of down the back which some of the local trail builders have built mm-hmm. so there's 50 acre wood so there's a number of kind of um, places and um, some more kind of off-piste type stuff as well down the back of there um, if you're happy to travel a bit further um, up on the Mendips has quite a lot of uh, riding and there's a bike shop at the bottom of there badass bikes which um, hire bikes as well um, and then if you come over the bridge then we, we live um, over the bridge so Forest of Dean is probably our nearest trail and we ride there a lot as well as um, it's really easy to get to Kumkarn and down to Avon as well from where we are. Yeah, the only one of them I know I've been to Kumkarn once. That was a great trail. Yeah, they've just built a new one there as well. Oh, really? So, yeah, and they've got quite a lot of downhill tracks too. Ah, okay, great. So they've actually got an uplift service there. Oh, really? I uh, I think the, when was that, about five or six years ago I was there and they just I think they just had the one trail at the time I don't remember seeing an uplift, but uh, I could. I was only there for it's an It's probably afternoon. more recent than five years. Right, okay, yeah. I'd love to get back to Wales. I took a tour around Wales at one point and uh, did four or five trails. Uh, and there was some great stuff there. But, um, yeah, no, next time I'm down in Bristol, though, for, where's the biggest sort of um, set of trails? Is Forest of Dean actually a big trail centre? 
Yeah, Forest of Doom's got a number of trails, mm. yeah. So there's a, a red trail, free miners, a blue trail, uh, verderers. But there's also probably a really good thing is to get a guide because there's quite a lot of um, off-piece stuff as well. Oh, okay, good. Do you uh, do you get the chance to go out and do this at the proper trails these days or is it mostly family rides that you're doing with the... Your daughter, uh, you said as well. Kind of shifts. We do quite a lot of go away for the weekend. Yeah, yeah. So girls ride in the morning and then boys ride in the afternoon. Uh, so, okay. and then we do a bit of family stuff and kind of have lunch together. Yes. Uh, I'm currently trying to uh, to coach my little guy into um, into biking, but he's uh, he's a wee bit young at the moment. He's only two and a half, so I've got him. <laughs> uh, yeah, got him the balance bike, so I, I'm getting him down some of the sort of green bits at the moment with that. But um, yeah, a little while before we can go out for a proper family trip. But <laughs> I have to say, my daughter's seven, and I reckon two more years and she'll be quicker than me. So. Really? Yeah, she's won a few mountain bike races. So. Oh really? <laughs> So what age did you first get her um, around a decent trail? When could when could you, what back, was the youngest? Back five, I think. It's right. a, the, the family trail in the Frosty. It's a 12-mile loop. Uh-huh. Um, so it's quite long, really, for a five-year-old. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that was probably the first time I managed to get around. Okay. Well, that's encouraging. That's only two and a half years away. Yeah. I think <laughs> the best thing we did was invest in a wee-hoo. Oh, is that one of the we kind of um, one of the things that attaches their bike to your bike? No, it's it's like a seat um, that attaches to. It's a similar idea, uh, okay. but rather than being a bike, it's a seat. So when they're right. little and they still fall asleep, you can kind of. But it's really good for training. So it's a bit like having a trailer, but they <laughs> okay. can pedal, so uh-huh. they don't get cold like they do within a trailer. Yes, um, but you can basically pedal them round, so you're getting quite fit or you're pulling them around and they're being able to contribute and they can build up their leg muscles so that when they can then ride, they've got the strength in their legs to do it. Okay. So it's kind of like, yeah, giving training to your child so they can keep up in future. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so and it's also safer, that, I think, than a tag along because they're not going to fall off. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I think I know the kinds of thing you mean. So actually, it's kind of almost just a curved um, pole that attaches to your like your seat tube or your down tube or something like that. Yeah, it attaches to your seat tube and then goes out onto, like in a similar way to one of those bike ones do. Yeah. And then there's a seat that attaches then onto some pedals. Effectively. Yeah, yeah. I liked the idea of the, the it's almost a tow gadget that tows their bike, but uh, so yeah. that they could at least go off by themselves or do a little, well, not by themselves, but, you know, could uh, yeah. have a go by themselves when they wanted, but then you could give them a tow when they get tired. But yeah. I think you're right. There's probably quite a lot of bits in there that could go wrong or. <laughs> well, I think it's one of the things, it depends on whether, how quick you want to go. So yeah. like, you can actually do a proper ride, you know, you can go off and like we've cycled over to kind of, you know, parks and stuff over the way uh-huh. and you can cycle you know 20 to 25 miles whereas if you've got somebody who wants to get off all the time and have a go on their bike you kind yeah. of not it depends on what you where your head's at that day yes yeah yeah <laughs> so how many uh, jumps have you done with the trailer thing in the back uh not me maybe <laughs> rich <laughs> not quite yet <laughs> we did go around a, a trail a blue trail in breakfast and there was a couple of a couple of steep climbs on there, which were a bit of a challenge, I think. Oh, I'd imagine, with a five-year-old <laughs> back. Putting a couple of stone behind you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I take it your uh, daughter's off that now. You won't be to- towing around when no, she's seven. No, no. Yeah. <laughs> Although they do say you could use it till eight, but she wanted to do it, do her own thing. She's yeah. too independent. Yes, and a bit too heavy. Yeah. <laughs> Big by that point. 
Yeah, well, that's interesting. Yeah, so I'm always um, interested to talk to uh, to um, other biking parents because I'm kind of obviously the times cut down quite a bit as soon as the the little people come along. I can still get out a fair bit, but uh, it's definitely not as much as I used to. So it'll be good when I can eventually get the whole lot out. It's when you try to combine it. So like last time, we barbecue, you know, had a barbecue, had like girls who ride, you know, the guys who ride and the kids who ride. Yep. And we yep. just sort of took it in turns. So the kids were riding around the little track and then, you know, we'd switch over and then we'd go and ride some of the other tracks. Mm-hmm. That's quite good, really. You basically need to find other parents who are in a similar situation and then, you know, Go go off and do riding together. Yes, yeah. Share out the childcare. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay, dogs. Um, well, I think that's probably about covers it. Uh, unless there's anything else you want to come put in about Trail Forty Two, Ren. Anything you want to tell us about? Any special announcements or anything like that? Uh, we've got a kids mountain biking event happening on the sixth of July in Bristol. Okay. Um, at the Cumberland Basin. As part of Bristol Cycle Festival. Sure. Okay. Oh, there's a festival. When's the festival on? Um, it runs from the fifth to the thirteenth. Okay. And what there's July all is that? Of biking events over the entire week. Yeah. Yeah. Is that July? Sorry. Yeah. Yes. Right. Okay. Uh, and your event is when exactly? The sixth of July. Sixth of July. And it's is there 10 a pl- thirty? Is there a place people can sign up for that? Um, they can have a look at the Bristol Cycle Festival website, and our stuff is under kids. That's right. Great. Okay. Yeah, that's good stuff. Um, so yeah, if you're uh, in the Bristol area and fancy uh, going along for that type of ride, then get involved. Get on the Bristol uh, Festival website. Uh, but yeah, thanks very much for taking the time to come on and talk to us, Ruth. Cheers. Thank you very much. And uh, good luck with all the products in future. Thank you very much. All right. Cheers. Talk to you again. <laughs> I hope you found that interview interesting and uh, learned a bit more about uh, Trail 42, how general mountain biking companies like that work um, and a bit about the trails as well around Bristol. It'd be great to get your feedback though. Let me know if that's the kind of thing you want to hear more of in future or what parts were good, what parts were bad, that type of stuff. Uh, I can also feedback any, tr- any uh, feedback you want to send through to Ruth as well. Um, so yeah, get in touch at colin at mountainbikespark.com or you can leave a voicemail on the, uh, on the website as well. If you go to mountainbikespark.com, uh, you'll see a button on the right hand side saying leave a voicemail and I can put your voice on the podcast. Uh, also, just before I go, as always, I'll uh, beg you for iTunes reviews. If you've enjoyed the podcast, please do pop onto iTunes and give me a review there. It really does help get the podcast out to more people. Um, and I know it's a hassle to get there uh, because iTunes really don't make it easy. You've got to go into the app. You've got to find the podcast. But um, it really would mean a lot. And um, I'll, uh, I'll make sure you're mentioned on the podcast in future. Make sure and answer your question as well. If you want to answer a question in that review, I'll make sure to answer that as a thank you. So uh, thanks again uh, for listening, as I've said about three times now, uh, and uh, I'll hopefully see you on the next podcast. Okay, cheers. Enjoy your riding.